Hey everybody, welcome back to Visual Novel Book Club. I'm your pal Sloby. Of course, my good friend Doran Ronan. Good evening. My good friend Rosella. Hello. My good friend Polahoko. Uh, yep, that's right. You're back. My good friend Turbo C. Who the heck is that? You're also back. I'm back. But Jim's gone, so net positive still. We were yeah. both implicated for murder and it took a while to work out. I'm sure. Well, I, I knew just the attorney you should have gone to. We'll have to, to quiz you to see if you actually read all, all the things you missed. Oh, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> like the a judge cast. does. But yeah, I, like, I take umbrage at that. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm very tired, but I have notes. I don't think they're very good notes, but uh, I had to wake up very early and stay up very late, and uh, I'm like that punchy kind of sleepy, so please expect very, very good funny commentary from me. I'm just going to set that bar really high, so I'll never be able to reach it. You're hitting it already. Yeah, actually, before before we begin, before I begin, I, I have I have a little follow up. Uh, so remember how well two of you won't remember, but we discussed about um, the production of this game. Yes. Um, so uh, as as you know, this uh, last week was the twentieth anniversary of the Ace Attorney franchise. Oh, nice. So they had a huge um, feature about it in this week's Famitsu, uh, including an interview with Shutakumi. Mm-hmm. And what he said there that uh, this game actually got him t- into the hospital twice from stress. Oh no! Oh no! So they they made the first game, and at the point where, and it was like his his dream game. He he loved Sherlock Holmes and loved writing it. And then when he realized that they didn't have the budget and he would have to cut some of it, jeez, he, he got so stressed that he had to go into the hospital. Well, so was this before or after the, the sequel was approved? That was the, the middle of the production. That was when they, they just knew that they didn't have budget and they had to cut something. They, they can't do and, and he really didn't have much to cut because he wrote a long story, but... Um, but it's all interconnected, so it's like, what can you cut, yeah. you know? So later they decided that they were probably going to make another game, but it wasn't sure. Uh, um, and, and then, yeah, during the second game, he also, like, had stress issues because it was also a very stressful production, and he went to the hospital again. Well, it seems like a stressful production if he can, like, make his way halfway through it, and then the company can be like, well, actually, we don't have the budget for it anymore. Yeah, it just, it, it seems like he got too excited and wrote a longer game that they had um, the budget and the time for. A total Soseki there. Yeah. Whoa. What they should have done is just split the game into two cartridges, and then you put what, the one cartridge on top of the other cartridge. And then you can play as Herlock Sholmes in the other Ace Attorney games. And Knuckles. I, yeah. I, um, you know, I, I think the problem is basically, too, they were like, you know, I thought you were writing as Resident Evil, because that's kind of <laughs> like what we're doing lately. So, uh, <laughs> get, get to it. And then, you know. Actually, I think I would like to see, like, uh, the Umbrella Corporation, like, versus Phoenix Wright. Or- I mean, they already did Phoenix Wright and, and uh, um, Professor, Professor Lane. I mean, what other crossovers can they do, right? <laughs> Just that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and never again. He was, in, he was in Marvel versus Capcom. That's true. Oh, you're right. He yeah. was. Did you ever see his sp- super from that? It's pretty good. I believe Shutakumi's first game for Capcom, the first game he worked for, was... One of the Dino Crisis games? Hell yes. Nice. He didn't write it, but he was like a producer. That was like his first job at, at Capcom. 
that seems like easy mode or like the job you give someone who just started, you know, like you've got to produce dinosaur cases. <laughs> right. Like the Resident Evil super popular spinoff during the time when like Jurassic Park was out. Good luck. You know what I mean? Like when you give like a new programmer, like an easy bug, that kind of thing, you know. Also, since I was out, I was fucking right. Iris is Will, uh, Watson's daughter. That's that's right. Was that was that in contention? Was that a thing we weren't sure about or? I thought we, we kind of we knew. predicted what Iris was like long ago. Okay. Well, I see. Um uh all right, look, look. Listen, listen. Yeah, what 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 happens here? So we open up and there's an animated sequence, right? Kind of kind of animated. Just the usual like um ex- except from um a Shalom story. Yeah, the the sepia tones. Mhm. And the one thing I want to, to say about that is that um, the illustrations that um, they have with it, so they, they mention how Naruto or how the Japanese student um, rescued his countrymen. And the illustration is, is a very racist, stereotype Japanese person illustration. Yeah. I didn't even look at it. <laughs> I didn't either, actually. I was kind of distracted. Hunched over with very, like, uh, early 20th century... They're a typical Japanese. Um, Iris, come on! Did Van Zeke draw it? I mean, what, like, what's going on there? Yeah, I, I think you can see that racism is a theme in this game. Is a, is this? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, totally. But like, it it seems like it's recapping the first Soseki case, right? It's like, yeah, then, then someone was stabbed at a like in a, in a cold winter's night by the you know the dim light of the gas lamps or whatever. Yeah, the, the illustration of the stabbed woman is also, is also very different from how she looks in real life. Yeah, got a, a very, you know, trim lady. Uh, so, like, the, the first half of it is describing the the, the case that we already did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, then it's like, and then there was a second crime and someone else was murdered. And uh, it, it gives it the weird thing. The thing that stuck out to me about this intro is that it gave it, like, three titles like they're saying like people are calling it the haunted apartment of death which oh yeah which is funny um <laughs> but then but one of them is the dread demon of coal gas which <laughs> the doom house sorry that's what people called me in college that's 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 what we call foreshadowing mm-hmm. yeah i have a bad feeling i kind of know where this story is going and i don't know if i love that but you know um, but I guess we can get there. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think you really know where the story is going. You, have, right, you, you probably have some of it, but not not all of it. Yeah, I hope I don't, because you know, I mean, again, without getting into it, there's been a lot of like, oh, this this murder was no one's fault, kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, so that's where I'm kind of worried this one's going. Again, I don't want to get ahead of myself too much, even though I just did. But it's my podcast, so whatever. Um, no. Um, all right. So what? So yeah, um, we get back to Naruhodo, and uh, he's in, of course, Shomes's, you know, house, apartment, whatever house, I guess, right? It's a house. Yeah, and he's he's no longer allowed to go to the courts as a lawyer, I think. Right. Yeah, he can't practice law in 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 uh in England anymore. Which can we talk about that for a second? Isn't that kind of bullshit? Like, the entire reason is that, well, the defendant that was on the trial stand just lied and made up evidence, and it's like, is that really his fault? Oh! He did play um, top-secret recordings in court. 
Yeah, I, I definitely thought it was because of the because of the whole you know see you know state secrets thing. The judge let him too. Yeah, he let him I do mean, it. If we're really, you know, like hold it. You know, Gregson was being a total dick in that too. I, don't know. I mean, even Von Zeeks was like, "Hey, let's let's do this." Yeah, yeah, but yeah, serious. I I actually did think it was the McGilded thing, but you think it was um open question. I mean, you think it was the uh, uh, state secret thing? The way that they put it, it was like, okay, uh, we found out that your defendant lied on uh, testimony and you didn't catch it, so you're going to be reprimanded for that and probably not going to be a lawyer after this. They did say there's going to be serious consequences for it in the one case. Yeah. Yeah. But, and like, to be totally fair, like, the reasons that he is allowed to practice law were kind of specious, actually. You know, if we're being, like, totally honest here, it's like... I'm not the student that you approved to come over. He was murdered. But, you know, I studied for like 60 days and you gave me this weird case that maybe you wanted me to lose or something. You know what I mean? Like, so it was kind of like. Right. So, yeah. It'd be a weird judicial system if they were like, oh, you you knew your client was guilty and didn't just immediately incriminate them in court. Yeah, right. That's like that's another thing, too, where it's like actually. There's a thing, actually, I think in real law, though, there's like some oath you take as a lawyer that's like you can't you actually shouldn't like defend a client, you know, to be guilty. Like you have to like refer them somewhere else or like mm-hmm. you should never ask kind of thing. Granted, it's, there's nothing. Le- I don't think there's anything like legally binding about it. I think it's like a Hippocratic oath kind of deal. But or wait, maybe it's some officer of the court thing. I don't know. I'm getting it from like an episode of Better Call Saul. So <laughs> don't trust my legal advice on this one. But I'm just saying. I think the idea is that if you if you have knowledge that impedes your ability to do the job, then you can't really do the job. But like we didn't. We we factually did not know any of this. And we went into it in good faith. Yeah, no, no, no. I th- I mean, this does not. Yeah, exactly. This does not apply to Naruhodo, who is an innocent lamb here. But, um, and in a video you know. game. Yeah. But still innocent. I mean, game or not, his fictionality doesn't really apply to the situation. The the thing that I that I was thinking was just that, like, the whole reason that we were allowed to practice law is because Strongheart said we can. And mm-hmm. uh, pretty sure Strongheart uh, was the one working with Gregson to be like, hey, can you like fucking not? Um, <laughs> so I, I think that maybe like it's possible we just pissed him off. And that's like, that's all. That's all it takes. Yeah. It's also, like, to be fair to Gregson, like, really messed all this up. I mean, like, you know, he made a deal in court for the second disc, which is, like, kind of a crazy idea to begin with, you know? And then, like, slipped it to another, like, criminal without his knowledge, again, in court, you know? Like, so this was this was pretty sloppy all in all. Now, of course, it's kind of like a half comedy game. I'm not saying all of this totally seriously. I'm just saying, like, I'm still on Team Naruhodo here. I, you know, and you know, listen, maybe you, you it's not like he's totally disbarred. I, I have a feeling he might be back in the legal chair at some point. Somehow. We're not doing the entire game as Ryutaro? <laughs> I wish we were. We, we could do the entire game as just investigation segments like we did uh, for the second case of the last game. It's <laughs> fair, yeah. True. Also, you know what? There's a little thing called head cannon. So just you know what? Be the be the be the Japanese lawyer in Great Britain that you want to see in the world or something. <laughs> um. All right. Look. All right. No, all right. Back on track. Let's, enough. Enough screwing around here. Okay. Listen. It's been four months since he's been in court, and he gets a letter from Japan. Who could have written him? You ask. I don't know if you did ask because it's pretty obvious that it's Cesaro, but still. <laughs> 
Do we ever just do we ever get that? Like, do do his parents ever try to like his family? We ever heard anything about his family? No, right? Heard absolutely nothing. I don't think anyone has parents. <laughs> no, they were killed by prosecutors. Susato doesn't even have parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. What do you call it? Everyone's just hatched from an egg in the Japanese legal system. Um so anyway. He goes downstairs and Shomes and Iris are there. And um, Shomes, I like this too, mentions that Naruhoto looks a bit unkempt. He's like, you got this like black uniform, your hair's all messed up. And like, he goes, and like one of your buttons is missing. And he's like, first of all, I always look like this. Like nothing's changed there. Second of all, you're the one who ripped my button off of my uniform. And uh, Shomes is like, oh yeah, my violin broke and I got angry and I snapped your button off. That's right. Can I... Can I just point out the uh, the innuendo there of just the well, you're the one who like ripped the button off of my shirt. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I it wasn't lost on me. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that like when we got to the second game and went back to uh, Naruto, that like suddenly he would be really aged and have a beard or something. And it would be even funnier if since this was supposed to happen during the the first game, anyways. <laughs> I think the um, missing button is an actual thing from one of the Sherlock Holmes stories where he deduced uh, that something is agitated because he forgot to button his shirt. So I, I believe that directly from a, from a Holmes story. That makes sense. I wanted to ask Jim and I totally forgot about, um, and maybe one of you know, is there an infamous thing that like Sherlock Holmes doesn't know that like the Earth revolves around the sun? Or, like, some basic fact, like, he's a, fl- not like he's a flat earther, but, like, Watson's, like, completely, like, shocked but to learn that. And then Holmes is, like, Holmes is kind of, like, it doesn't make any difference to me or my work, so why the hell would I ever care about something like that? That sounds familiar to me, but I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I definitely heard something like that somewhere. I haven't heard it myself, but I, I wish, I hope it's true now. Yeah, yeah, Sherlock Holmes, Sun Revolves, that um, you appear to be astonished, he said. Yeah, he didn't know that the Earth traveled around the sun, according to this. Yeah, I mean, That certainly makes sense for this characterization of Sherlock Holmes, who is a dumbass. <laughs> well, actually, this the, the, the real Sherlock Holmes says, now that I do know it, I shall do my best to forget it. <laughs> and yeah, okay. That can actually be important during some cases. <laughs> he goes into this whole horrible explanation. Like Sherlock Holmes sounds really annoying in the the real Sherlock Holmes, and like uh, just like about how it's like this is clutter for your brain. And then Watson's like, "But the solar system." He goes, "What the deuce is it to me? You say we we go around the sun, we run around the uh, the moon. It would make not a penny worth of difference to me and my work." Well, geez, I keep getting derailed. I'm sorry. Anyhow, um, so. Suzato wrote us and she wants us to like investigate the second case with Sasuke Natsume even further. The one about the haunted lodgings. And Shomes, of course, who is awesome in this game and not what I just read, is just like, he doesn't remember. He's like, what case? Like, he kind of barely remembers it, which is awesome. Who's that? Yeah. Well, he did told us never to talk about this case to anyone. So I suspect that he does remember it this time and he's just um, acting. But he didn't say that for the first one, like the, the the first case. He said it for the second one, which we are going to go through. Yeah, you you can. Uh, but at this point, by the way, I don't think if any, I don't know if anyone did this, but you can also go to um, your room and look at stuff. I can. Yeah, I do that all the time. And there's a shovel missing. 
No, I never yeah, would. Yeah, but whatever you look at is, is basically everything um, uh, has uh, Yunosuke thinking about how much he misses Susato. Um, and even when you look at the shovel, he, he, he complains he doesn't have anyone to argue about it with anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's actually, you know, there's an achievement for that, too. If you, like, look at the shot, uh, if you get all the arguments about the shovels, apparently, there's, like, multiple in the game. <laughs> Yeah, whenever whenever you're at a new case and you can go back to your attic, you can look at it again. There's another bit about it. Well, looks like I've got to go back and do the shovel route now. I well, I am gonna have to at some point. But I'm gonna have to go shovel percent on the game, or spade percent, I guess, if you're Ryutaro. Just spend one evening doing it as a shovel knight. Yes. Boo. Terrible. So I I I want to point How dare out. Dare you come back? <laughs> Um, so earlier, uh, in, I think our first episode, I, I was like, oh, look, they spelled fulfill wrong. They forgot the second L. Um, but someone commented, uh, that that was actually, that's just the British spelling of the word fulfill. So I am, I'm proud to announce I found a real typo, which is, um, yes. the, the, we're talking about, it's like, it's like, oh, we, we like, we learned why Miss Sasato suddenly twirled four mouths ago that she had to return to Japan. <laughs> and it, it says mouths. Instead of months. No, that's just how they say months. <laughs> Eat shit, British legal system of the 19th century, or something. I just, I don't know. I just, I love, I love finding typos in Ace Attorney games. It just brings me joy. Well, not yeah, no, you're, you're, you're totally redeemed now. It's great. You did it. Until the next comment comes in, don't look at the comments. <laughs> but gen- that's a generally a good rule. Um, no, so that also unlocks an achievement. <laughs> what looking or not looking or both? I mean, you, Too late. Up to you. <laughs> to your discretion. Um. All right. All right. All right. Look, this is a short case, and we're, we're short. Whatever. Um, we're short on attention. We have a flashback. Um. We're in the hospital with Olive Green, who wakes up. Yeah. So this is this is the next morning after the case from the first um, game. After we win the first case, which means that it's it's also the first morning after we. Came to live with the Shorams and Iris. And by first case, you mean the third case? The, the first case with Soseki. Because at the, end of that, at the end of that case was when Shorams invited us to live with him. It's our first case as Naruhoto Legal Consultancy, which no one has taken us up on yet, as far as I'm aware, unless it's all off-camera stuff. Shorams calls us to the hospital because Olive Green from that case woke up. Yeah. He sends us a telegram because he got woken up with the telegram at like four in the morning. So when he wanted us to come, he sent us a telegram so that we get woken up in the middle of the night. I don't know why we care about this woman because we won the case already, but apparently we do. It, it's 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 very odd. It seems like a thing Suzato would do, you know, that she would be kind of like, well, of course we have to visit the poor woman who got stabbed. That's just nice, you know. And then Naruhoto would be like, in, you know, he'd say in his blue text, which is supposed to be his internal text, like, if you say so. And I want to point out a couple a couple of times, I feel like Suzato responded to his blue text, which I was very, which I absolutely stink, st- stink eyed, because I don't think you do that. She almost always does, and other characters too. Is that like, oh, a hint of the Faye bloodline or something? It's like a John Garfield thing. I think the implication is supposed to be that just uh, Naruhoto and like, I mean, up to and including Phoenix, because this happens in all of the games, uh, mm-hmm. any protagonist of an Ace Attorney game, I assume just has a really, really readable face. 
They're just <laughs> terrible at you lying. The worst poker face in the world. Literally read them like a book. We're just like saying things out loud and not realizing they have no internal monologue like Austin Powers in that <laughs> one part, I think. But <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe he matters everything that you're thinking. <laughs> like, I do this. <laughs> That's kind of awesome in a way. But um, anyway, uh, so this lady whose name is Olive Green which, isn't that just what we were calling her because she was unconscious and we didn't know who she actually was? No, they found her ID. Oh. It was weird, because, like, they said they they sort of made a point that, that almost implied that, that there was maybe some question about that. It's like, well, we found an idea on her, and it had this name on it, so we're assuming that's her name. Uh, but no, her she's just, she's Olive Green, it's fine. Mm. I thought they were just calling her that because of, like, the clothes that she wore. Yeah. In, in Japanese... Or just her favorite color. In Japanese, she's Viridian Green. Uh, and I guess they thought Viridian is not uh, like a really plausible name in English. So they changed it to Olive. <laughs> right, that would have just made this into- entire game ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, we're in the hospital and we're visiting her. And yeah, me and my brother Herlock would have hated this game. <laughs> we learned that she is an artist, or she's trying to be an artist. And she doesn't have much faith in herself. She's like a very 21st century Twitter-based artist type. Oh, like, pardon me. I stink at art. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't be doing this, that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Yeah, well, in the scene where we're talking to her, we can see, like, she's got some art supplies on, like, the shelves and everything. And there's a picture of, like, someone else with a brush who I think is, like, her friend or something. And there's an easel with a, a photo, like a painting, face down on the floor, which we can't interact or it, interact with it. Which seems really conspicuous because I'm expecting that we eventually flip it face up and then it's going to be like this beautiful painting and she's going to be like, oh, that's just that's terrible. Don't even look at it. Right. We also learned that she lives in like apparently a pretty rich part of town, like right next to the uh, right next to the you know fine arts university. So that raises the question of like, why were you in this like completely crappy part of town with the with the cheap bookstores and the bad lighting. And she doesn't answer. We ask her, but she doesn't really answer us. So we don't know what she was doing there. Which, to be fair, it's kind of not of any of our business. It's just, this is all a very weird visit in general, to be totally honest, you know, but I guess it's nice-ish. I mean, yeah, but if, like, I don't know, imagine being Olive Green and just be like, so who are you? Oh, the lawyer <laughs> that defended the guy that was accused of killing me. Okay. But didn't actually stab me? Like, no, no, he didn't stab you. Oh, okay. okay. So how do we know well, each other? Well, bye. Do you want a painting? <laughs> oh, you want to know why I was in a crappy part of town? Uh, kind of not any of your business? Thanks for the fruit basket, though. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's very nice. No. Okay, um, what the hell happens? So, oh yeah, so she's, she's, they have a, we have a little funny little scene where she's like, are you the person who stabbed me? And she's like, no. And then Suzato's like, hi. And she's like, are you the person who stabbed me? And no, but, um... So nobody's, you know, none of us stabbed her, allegedly. And, uh, but, you know, she's doing okay. Uh, and um, all of a sudden, a Bobby comes in and he can't pronounce any of the Japanese names, but he has a telegram for us, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there's been a murder at Natsume's lodgings, apparently. Yeah, it, it, it's a telegram from Sasaki Natsume himself, and he wants us to come over mm-hmm. quickly. Or as the Bobby pronounces it, Mr. Saucy Nutsmeg. That's right, yes. Can I also just say, I'm expecting, like, every Bobby that shows up now to actually be Herlock in disguise now. Even if he's, a, even if we're aware that he's in the same room with us. 
I, I miss that gag being Hosanaga's, but, you know, whatever, I guess. I, I really thought they were just going to have Hosanaga in every chapter after the second one. I so wanted them to, you know? Like, the, the, the blood thing was a really weird kind of, you know, thing for him. But, you know, like, everything else was very was very charming about the guy. They wanted to, but they didn't have the budget to make all the costumes for him, for, the, for his model. No, come on. Ah, uh, money strikes again. But, and keep in mind how much they spent on Resident Evil 6. I just want to throw that out there. Because that game, ooh. Anyhow. I mean, Resident Evil 6 didn't have Mr. Turtle, though. It should have. It would have helped. So look. Um, anyway, Suzato says to f- to the fiacre, which is an old word for carriage. Uh, we arrive, and then and one of the play guys we saw earlier, like dressed up in the play, is slumped over a table. Yeah, one of the people I was expecting to see in the last game because of all the loose ends that weren't tied up. Mm-hmm. But it's him. It's the fop guy. But yeah, so it's a new room. It's the the, the other room in the this building that we haven't haven't seen yeah, yet. Yeah, this this shitty building. <laughs> it's the ground floor, not the first floor. Yeah, and there's a dead body there, slumped over the table. Of course there is, because why wouldn't there? Be? Oh yeah, right. Um, the, the British dude, ground floor and first floor is different things. Not this again. This again. Um. Let's see here. So, yeah, um, Natsume's here. Of course, he's really nervous. Of course, he's really upset to see Sherlock Holmes, who came with us. or uh, Well, you know who. And uh, uh, Gregson, who's here, too. So, you know, he's like, I'm going to have a really bad day. And spoiler alert, he, he is. Um, but anyhow, uh, what happens next is, of course... Um, well, we learned that um, they... This guy didn't come out of his room in the morning, so Gary Deb decided to break into the room, uh, and it took Soseki and who helped him to kick down the door because the door was locked. Mm-hmm. And then they found the body inside. And his name is his name is William Shamspear. That's right. I I would have gone with I would have gone with William Fakespear, but it's fine. Ooh, yeah, that is yeah. better actually. This is weird though because. The actual William Shakespeare is an entity in this case. I mean, they talk about him. Yeah. Wait, what? I missed that. What? Yeah, no. They, I mean, they're quote. They mentioned, yeah, like, oh, it's like William. Sh- he like was in a lot of Shakespeare's plays. Like, oh yeah, he's one of like the most famous. Yeah, I mean, w- I mean, w- William Shakespeare exists in this world and is a famous playwright. And this guy called himself Shakespeare. So is there a real Sherlock? And we're just. Fucking around with this guy? <laughs> yeah, actually, no, kind of, because um, remember they say like his like his like things are written about in Strand magazine. Like they're going with the Watson frame story as like a real thing. You know what I mean? Right. But in this case, there's an actual William Shakespeare and his Wario like counterpart, William Shamspear. Yeah. No, because they yeah, because even like the later they say like that Natsume was arguing with him about who's stronger, Romeo or Juliet, but we'll get there. Yeah, and, and so in, in Japanese, his name is William Petenshi. Um, okay. Petenshi? Petenshi? Petenshi is also a pun. It's, it's, uh, it, it, it's basically imposter. Um, ah. Oh, but I So see. they tried to like make imposter into Shakespeare, but I think it's too close to Shakespeare. It makes less sense. Yeah, yeah it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, that's one of the translated names I don't really like, love. Honestly, fake spear would have worked a lot better in that case. Seriously. Um, Iris, Capcom. 
Yeah, I think it's a little too late for this one, but maybe next time. I think they don't pay well from what I'm hearing. Um, but, so uh, let's see here. But anyway, um, the, the scene's really weird because Shamspear has a fork, you know, he's holding. But also on the plate that he was presumably eating from is a bar of soap, uh, which is weird. And we don't. And um, Sherlock, of course, says, like, of course, I or Herlock, so rather, you know, I can deduce what's going on here. And he goes into his famous deductions that there was a struggle of the of the the of Shamspear struggling with himself for hunger as he ate soap because he was so hungry because half the bar of soap is missing and he got soap poisoning and uh, that's how he died and he was alone. Which which uh, Herlock would know about because he has also eaten soap uh, strictly for scientific reasons. Out of curiosity, zero out of five would not recommend. I absolutely love too that that's not only a thing but like a running gag kind of thing like they don't just like give up on that and later on he'll like comment on it a couple of times so I'm very happy with Sherlock Holmes eating soap I love it <laughs> not a thing I expected to say tonight but it is true yeah but his deductions are basically that he died from soap poisoning and there was no foul play because the door was locked so he was alone so it was basically not exactly suicide, I guess. I feel like this is kind of a mistranslation kind of thing, maybe, possibly, because, like, and I guess tell me if I'm wrong here, but, like, so Holmes's like, deductions are in two parts, and the first was, like, cause of death, I think, when it was, like, or uh, maybe signs of a struggle or something like that, but the second is murder or suicide, and he says, like, suicide by soap poisoning, which, like, but I will say the corrected solution doesn't match the question of murder or suicide because but and we'll see why in a moment um so we course correct it turns out the poison was actually in the tea because there's another bar of soap on the side of the table so like he didn't eat the soap but this tea this teacup is empty and there's another teacup he's holding on the side so he was with someone after all and then in the back there's some of those books that natsume likes to read and he's the only one who could have copies of those books he rented. All right, to be fair, like it's the same books that he it's rented. The exact the same books that from the previous case. Yeah, and he he even says that. Yeah, the game helpfully puts the receipt from the last game into your your court records so that you can see. Oh yeah, these are the three books that he bought from the bookstore. I tried it, presenting the books without investigating them, and they were just it wouldn't let you do it. Yeah, this is a little weird at this point because. It's a little weird because in the first case, we still go through all the kind of tutorial stuff where it assumes that you don't know some things and at least gives you the chance of like going through it. But here it just kind of assumes that you do know how to do a deduction thing. So they they do try to like the the reason they give you that court evidence and and they talk about it is just in the, in the I, I guess, very rare case that someone is playing this game without playing the first one. Or they played it so long ago you forgot. Yeah. Shit, what happens next? Oh, uh, well, anyway, yeah, so basically the answer to murder or suicide is that Natsume was here too, which I'm like, doesn't really answer that question, but all right, you know. The first thing I want to say is that Sean's original deduction here was actually pretty good, I thought. I mean, he didn't see the second bar of soap <laughs> and the the second teacup, but uh, I mean, so it, it wasn't very attentive, yeah. but it's reasonable given the evidence for for him. You know, it's all right. I mean, I think he was just stuck in two D. You know, because we we get <laughs> yeah. during the deduction, we get to rotate the camera, but that's the only time we can. That's really all we're good at if we're gonna just be honest about it. You know, what I like is that. Uh, 
for the for the deduction, we kind of frame the guy as being poor and penniless and all alone, and that's why he ate soap. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of soap in the in the room, by the way. It's like hidden yes, in brick walls. Well, we're going to yeah to find this in a moment. It's going to be a thing, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing I want to say is that Soseki really digs his own grave here. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm. I kind of understand, though. I mean, do, during this entire deduction scene, he's he's like completely. I mean, it, 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 we wouldn't have caught him if he wasn't so suspicious looking. Right. Well, in fairness to him, every time Sholmes show up shows up, his life gets ruined. So when he shows up again, I think he's understandably nervous. Yeah, but he keeps lying. He, he, he just lies here because he says that he's, he's never been here before. He definitely wasn't here last night. And then we find out that he was. So if he would just have told the truth, he would be much less suspicious. I think, though, to be totally fair, like just the day before he got acquitted from an attempted murder that he didn't commit. He just probably wants to be like, I really just want to get the hell I out of this country get before something else again. happens. Yeah. So he's just probably like, I wasn't here. Just leave me alone. That kind of thing, which is like. Again, not smart, but he's like kind of under like stress and whatever, you know, so it's just like I was just trying to meet a new friend. I don't know what you want, but it has nothing to do with me. Uh, bye. You know, that kind of deal. Again, not advisable, but I I understand. Sort of, you know, I'm saying sort of. I do understand. I'm 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 not a big fan of Natsume, but I, I I'm OK with him here. Also, I'm, I don't know how to feel about the second trial just being him again. Like, unless it goes into an interesting place, it feels kind of like a cop-out. I I was okay with him being the juror in the previous one. I'm, I'm like, kind of like, oh, again? Like, I, you know, I, I mentioned this last time, but yeah, I feel like, all right, that's... Like, I've, I've, I've kind of had enough of this joke, but, you know, we'll see, I guess, we'll see. Yeah, he wears, he wears a little bit thin here for me. It would be very funny, though, if uh, he was, like, randomly selected as a juror for himself. <laughs> because we just repeat characters for the jury. Yeah, he just keeps running back between the defendant's stand and the juror's stand. Or Von Zeke's and Naruto are both jurors. And it's just totally weird and complicated and hard to follow. And the sexual tension, I mean... Right. Mwah. That was me doing a chef's kiss, not just randomly kissing. Like, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, whatever. So, um... Where was I? Okay, look. Um, now we get to investigate the room. Yeah, because Gre- Gregson uh, is taking um, taking it, taking uh, Natsume in, and we get to investigate. And uh, Gregson does kick us out at some point. But what do we find? We find, I think, like something in the um, what was it in the window? Right, like the window's all messed up. You could take out a couple bricks. Yeah, they don't have the mortar around them. Yeah, the window's bricked up, of course, due to the tax, the aforementioned window tax, and they're loose, and there's soap behind there. Yeah, which I'm trying to figure out what... I mean, that's obviously some kind of smuggling thing, but I don't know what it could be just yet. Yeah, like, they turn the soap over, and it's got, like, an emblem on it, which... There's a lot of stuff that's going on here where it's more conspicuous that we aren't looking at it, or we're not looking at it close enough. Like, we didn't look at the painting that was faced out on the floor, and then we turn the soap over, and there's there's an emblem, and I'm guessing there's something in there that we just haven't looked at. I mean, yeah, it's it's an Ace Attorney game, too. So we're like not going to find out till trial. Then it's like, oh, that's I should have been paying attention. You know, that kind of thing. But um, uh, we find a gas meter, too, in the house. 
a coin-operated gas meter. Which is interesting. Yeah, we learn about how gas, uh, the gas system works here. Uh, so you have to pay for an hour, for you have to pay like an hourly rate for, for your gas. So if you don't want to freeze at night, you have to have money, like in coins. That's true, even today. Thank God we moved on from that system. Oh, um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, I don't get how that would work, but like they don't change machines, surely. Anyway, um, so uh, let's see here. Um, so Gregson then arrives. Yeah, after we find the ledge, and he kicks us out to kick us out. Basically, we find we find one more piece of of, of evidence here. Oh yeah, which the, is the, the torn uh, it, it's a piece of an envelope. Yeah, that's right. Like it looks like the top of an envelope that was that was torn off, uh, but it has no identifying markings on it. It just is a light green color. Like it, it, it does not give us much, but it implies there's there's something more to be found somewhere. Hopefully, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, what's what was interesting is Gregson arrives and. Uh, to kick us out, you know, of the crime scene, and all of a sudden, the freaking guy wakes up, which I didn't expect. And he he has a a, a Shakespeare quote like about out brief candle. I forget what that is. Um, yeah, I like the way they did it. Um, so we were talking to Santa, yeah. and she's like slightly off to the side, uh, and then in the background, as we're talking to her, we see it's slightly raising, is like slowly raising up, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, you, you you don't really expect this. No. It's a monologue from Macbeth when he says, yeah, like, life's but a poor walking shadow, a poor player, starts his first hour. And then Gregson finishes it with, you know, it's a tale. Yeah, he to- asks for a line. He doesn't know how to cut. Yeah. A tale told by an idiot full of sound of fury signifying nothing. Um, I mean, Macbeth had it rough, to be fair. And then and then he promptly dies. <laughs> he <laughs> and he, then, he yeah. doesn't die, but as soon as Gregson finishes the line, he's like, thanks, and then just passes out again. Yes. So... I thought he did. I thought he was he was gonna die for real that time, you know. But apparently, apparently, um, Natsume is like involved in yet another attempted murder that he didn't commit. Which you know, good for him. How did they miss that he was alive when they first came to the scene? The, the, not not us, but the, the police. I, I'm not giving up on this. I think it's the Romeo and Juliet drug slash poison <laughs> that I thought was gonna happen in case one, but now is in case two, where you think they're dead, but they're not. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gregson mentions, like, oh, yeah, no, it's like, it must have been really recent. The body's still warm, but doesn't yeah. mention checking for, beating. like, a pulse or anything. <laughs> well, it turns out he's just that good of an actor. The lungs are still moving. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a poison that does that. There's a poison that makes the lungs breathe in and out when they're dead. That's terrifying. There, there isn't really. I hate it. Well, Thanks. Wait, is that the th- isn't that the thing from the first case? Um, that uh, what was it curare? No, that's the opposite. That's what makes your lungs not move, even though you're still alive. Hmm. Never mind then. So what's curare backwards? All right. Look. <laughs> um. <laughs> so anyway, we go outside to investigate. There's a guy like outside the window, like with the ledge with the soap. It's the second guy that we we've seen before. That we've seen before. Yeah. That's who it was. The guy was. with the yeah. chin that we saw him arguing with, uh, God, years ago at this point. Right. Although technically a day ago, right? Yeah, like in, in yeah, in, in their time, but in our time, it's been, yeah. Also, I just want to reiterate, guy with the chin is possibly the, the singular most, the only way really you can describe this man. <laughs> well, 
did you get what he's designed after? It was very brief, so... Jay Leno? Popeye, I guess. I'm here all night. Yeah, he looks like Popeye to me. He's, he looks like a bumblebee. Yeah, he's, 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 <laughs> he's a bumblebee. That, that's what he looks like. Oh, because okay. his bag has got, got stripes bag. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I see it now. Not me. I don't even remember. It doesn't make any sense to me, but... Okay. Well, like a... William... No. But yeah, it, like, it kind of looks like he's... Um, like, it, it kind of looks like he's looking through the window, which doesn't make sense because, again, the window's bricked up. So I'm, I'm, but you can kind of see the, like, soap sitting on the window ledge. So I'm wondering if, if, like, he was doing a, a drop off or something. Like, if I, there's got, he's got to be somehow involved with the, whatever soap smuggling operation they're into. Cause that seemed to be why he was there. He was trying to slip him something. A soap Mickey? No, I don't know. Um, but, what was it? Yeah, no, he's trying to slip soap in, I guess, the ledge, so I guess this is part of the counterfeiting operation or whatever it is. Um, I I think so. The, the game does not yeah. uh, super make it clear. Because, like, the second we try to talk to him, we're like, hey, and he just, he just runs. Yeah. Right. Let's see here. So, uh, next person we can go talk to is Garadab, of course. And yeah, While we're outside, we can look at the snowman again. And yeah, uh, I like yeah. this. This is just interesting because according to the um, the blog that the uh, localization team had, uh, this was the single most difficult thing to translate in the entire two games. Huh. This exchange about a snowman over here. Yeah, they talk about, um, like, why did they build a snowman on top of, like, a pillar or an altar or something? And they're talking about how it has three segments, which, like, Western-style snowmen have three segments, and Japanese-style snowmen have two. Except British don't. They use two as well. Yeah, so in, in Japanese, that's pretty much exactly what they talk about. So, um... In Japanese, a snowman is a yuki daruma, or a snow da- daruma. Uh-huh. Uh, daruma Aww. is that um, little, like, head that Naruto has in his, in his attic, uh, that you paint the eye into. It's, isn't it also the villain from the original Squid Game, a.k.a., I don't remember it, damn it. As the God's like, Will. As the God's Will, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so basically, Naruto doesn't understand why it has three segments, because... Daruma, Daruma doesn't have three heads on top of each other. And then Susato points out that even the Japanese style snowman has like two segments and Daruma also doesn't have two, two heads on top of each other. And Naruto doesn't know how to answer that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but, but they just say in Japanese that like this, the, this three-segmented snowman is the European style, but they don't say anything about that British is actually also two... Uh, has two segments into it, so I think this is kind of uh, an error in the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they correct that. I mean, they they do mention. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, they, they correct that in the localization where they do mention that actually British ones are usually only have two two segments. So that must be like a foreign snowman. Yeah, that's a foreigner snowman. <laughs> yeah, so that's not in Japanese. In Japanese, I think Shutakumi just thought that British uh, follow the European custom of having three segments. So he put a three-segmented snowman here. <laughs> what a terrible writer. The localization team did some more research and... Or maybe they just had the British person on it. 
So they both said to take out the discussion about Daruma because they thought this wouldn't work with English readers. Mm-hmm. And they had to fix the problem that it's, a Swiss, uh, it's like a snowman with three segments in, in Britain. You know, I'm surprised at that point they didn't just edit the snowman out. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Or just or edit the snowman, you know what I mean? Like redraw it a little bit, but I guess budget. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really realize that Japanese snowmen were two segments like in any other game until like they pointed this out. I didn't know that British snowmen were also two segmented. Yeah, that's uh, that one was almost weirder to me. I didn't know that either were two segments. Now that you mention it, I don't think I ever knew that until now. Na- until now, even I kind of glossed over what they were I talking about. I still don't even remember. <laughs> I'm learning so much about snowmen. What the hell are snowmen? It's, that's really all that matters. Yeah. All right. Um. They're um. They're these. They're these eight segmented creatures <laughs> that you find in winter. They're horrible. Anyway. Um. So now we go see Mister Garadib again. Yeah, Garadib um, doesn't have a ton of information. Although we do finally find the answer to the question: like, are you spying on all your um, tenants? Because again, he seems to know exactly like when uh, that guy like didn't wake up or whatever without having been there. And that and he- did come up in the last game because uh, his, yeah. his wife seemed to know details about her tenants that she, that she shouldn't have. And we ask her about it, but they kind of never answer us. Huh? Like, mm-hmm. And now we get the answer. And like, and like the reason we, we ask about it is because it's like, yeah, you said he usually got up at, at five for some reason. But you like you mm-hmm. knock down the door at five thirty. Like, isn't it possible he just overslept? Like, what? Like, why yeah. would you go to such drastic lengths? And he doesn't actually answer that question, but he does explain why he why he knows uh, people's comings and goings. Yes, because a he is nosy, but b it turns out you're on a shared gas line, which means when anybody uses any of the gas, like for a lamp, you know it like makes all the other gas lamps in the building dim and vice versa if you lower it they brighten it's like when you flush a toilet when someone's in the shower yeah exactly but with gas it's much less dangerous <laughs> very true you shouldn't flush a toilet with gas no you shouldn't do that unless you're in space and then that's the only way you can do it but that's a that's a different that's a different story for a different podcast but anyhow um uh where was i so so yeah, so this basic kind of thing is now now you're probably going to be to tell like okay when if if and when we get to go to trial this is probably what's gonna what's gonna be it's gonna be an important factor is you know the gas coming on and off so you know spoiler alert I'm sure but at any rate he even mentions that like the second or the like the first floor and the ground floor like use different amounts of gas so that like he can tell which floor is turning on or off. Mm. Uh, depending on like how much the the light dims or or brightens if they turn off the gas then it'll like have a surge again seems super safe <laughs> so like, he's he's got the the full download on on when people are using or not using the gas right yeah so that's pretty much all he had i think information wise so with that we go to talk to our good friend uh, Sosuke, who again is like, my life is cursed, and I kind of believe him on this one. And uh, things stink, and I can't believe all this stuff. And um, you know, he's, he admits, like, look, I, you know, I was like kind of freaked out, and I went to argue with the guy about who's stronger, Romeo or Juliet, and he contends his side won the argument. 
Because we even go like, so you were so mad that you lost the argument that you poisoned him? And he's like, no, I won the argument. Team, Team Juliet won, you know? He's not wrong, though. Damn straight. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> Juliet is definitely stronger than Romeo. Wait, we, wait, how do you figure? Let's do, let's have this debate now. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, we give, we give both Romeo and Juliet have a gun. So who wins? <laughs> We're not we're not doing the DiCaprio version. I'm sorry. No, it's a sword. I mean, she she's the one who faked her death, right? And then which is pretty badass. And then Romeo yeah. just came down and saw that she was dead and was like, Welp, guess I better stop living entirely. Which I guess admittedly is also the thing that she did like one minute later. But she had to go back down into like a graveyard and pretend to kill herself first, and that's pretty badass. Okay, and also the way she does kill herself. Oh, she stabs herself too, right? Yeah, Romeo just poisoned. That's pretty. Yeah, all right. That's that's pretty hardcore. I have to say, the line "Oh, happy dagger" is pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this third this seems pretty cut and dry to me. To be fair, actually, though, I mean, happy dagger is a brand of dagger that Shakespeare had to do for ads. Oh yeah, product placement. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's see here. Uh, so happy dagger. Oh yeah. So one of the so this is where I I was starting to be like oh no because um one of the things that Sasuke mentions is like he's cursed. And he feels like he's being choked every night before he goes to sleep. And I'm like oh not the fucking gas, you know. So like gas is involved, you know, somehow. Um and probably like being smothered with coal gas and all that fun stuff. But fun stuff, you know what I mean. Um so. I think that's pretty much it, though, right? And then it's like, all right, screw well, it. We also learned that his room was so cheap because someone died in it. I, I think it might have been multiple someones. At least one person, the previous occupant, died died in mysterious, in, in mysterious um, circumstances. He choked on gas. Is that what we're, we're going with? Because I think that's what we're going with. <laughs> Don't say it. Maybe some people haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> she died from how great the savings were on this apartment <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> so you switched to Geico and um yeah so what else, what else happened that'll be great Geico slogan <laughs> these deals are so great you'll die yeah but Susato now has this, this theory that the reason that Gary Deb um went uh, to look for uh, Shamspear so quickly after he, he was mm-hmm. like, he didn't wake up in, in, at his regular time, was because he was afraid like that people keep dying in this building, so he was worried. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Yeah, sh- sh- yeah, it does. Also, uh, Gregson comes in to be like, hey, by the way, I just want to let you know that, uh, you know, Shamspear recovered, he's fine. And it's like, oh, great. So he can, you know, that uh, you'll, you'll be fine. Because he'll, he'll say that, yeah, when you left, that he was totally fine and not poisoned. And uh, no, Shamsir definitely was like, nope, it, it was, uh, you know, Natsume absolutely poisoned me. Except he says it with some Shakespearean either sounding or quoting uh, phrasing. Gotcha. Yep. So... Yeah, and he does that shitty, like, you want the good news or the bad news thing? And he's like, well, give me the bad news first. He goes, ah, sorry, I have to do it with good news first. That's how you say it, so. And then, um, which is true, by the way, but, you know. So now now we have the, vic- the actual victim of the attempted murder accusing Natsume. 
Right. So. <laughs> this guy can't catch a break. Yeah, that's even um, more difficult than <laughs> last time he was in court. I like how they put it to him where it's like, well, he recovered. So at the very worst, you'll only be charged and convicted of attempted murder. Right. You won't get executed for this one. Yeah, you'll just rot in prison for the rest of your life. <laughs> Which will be short because the prisons here are awful. But, um, you know. Yeah, they ch- you choke on gas. That's the end of that. Ch- yeah. London's a death trap <laughs> I mean, if you're not rich. So that's the end of that chapter. Well, no, it's not. It's actually we're going to go to trial next, of course. So <laughs> What if it was the end of that chapter? Like, Wait, I thought we were banned from practicing law. No, but it's a flashback. A flashback. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that's a that hasn't yeah. yeah this is an in-between case don't don't spoil it for present day past day naruhoto i guess but <laughs> also only naruhoto's banned from practicing law that's nothing to say about sholmes <laughs> <laughs> i would like to say it you know i think i'd be okay with him as my defense attorney because i would definitely be con- no. i would definitely no. be convicted but it would at least be entertaining your best bet is the jury having pity on you for having him or just being really big fans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is kind of the way people lean anyway. Or, and, or Iris invents something like here's the innocence detector or whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess, you know, my theory, which is like this is going to be a giant red herring and everyone's just woozy from gas. But it sounds like maybe that's not actually what's going to happen. So if it really is just everyone dying from gas, that will be a little bit disappointing. I'm just saying this has been a weird series like there's been a lot of like not quite murders you know like Kazuma yeah the first time that they did it I I was actually kind of impressed with that it's like okay this is probably the first time in an Ace Attorney game where it's really just an accidental murder not really even a murder because it was accidental it was just a tragedy and then you know Olive Green got a knife in the back through another like just unfortunate circumstance so, mm. I don't know how I would feel if this really was just, you know. And then Egbert shows up. <laughs> well, we do know that Sholmes told us never to talk about this case ever again. So, something significant is going to happen, <laughs> I, I assume. Is this where his opium addiction finally comes into play? <laughs> what if he just splits his pants in trial? <laughs> I'm starting to think it's just something embarrassing that Sherlock Holmes does. Yeah, it's like... Like he farts, in the, like he he farts, farts on the defendant's yeah, stand like or something. The, during, like, the deduction, he's like, oh my god, <laughs> never tell anyone about this. I've heard of coal gas, but this is crazy. <laughs> I mean, it also intrigued uh, Mikotoba, so it, it, it has to have some interest outside of the uh, bounds of our little party here. I mean, again, <laughs> the great Sherlock Holmes ripped one in court? <laughs> this telegram I got from my daughter. <laughs> oh my god. If only anything rhymed with Baskervilles. <laughs> also never learned about like we never learned why nope. that couldn't be published either like it was it was in the court record and it never came up it, it's not i know yep. it's that's gotta come up there's there's no way they leave that thread you know what i mean we've got a whole we've got a whole game ahead of us yeah well maybe we'll finish this one it'll be like oh wait until you play the next ace attorney game in five years <laughs> And, and there isn't an Ace Attorney game. And then it'll be that berserk anime all over again. Mm. The, the first bad one. And I'll be so upset. Um, 
but let's hope not. Tune in next time. Well, next time. Uh, so this is this is um, a two-day chapter. Uh, so I think the the trial segment that we ha- we're going to have right now is pretty brief. Uh, so I think what we should do is read both the trial section and the investigation section that follows it. Okay. All right, I can do that. And then this, the second trial uh, of this chapter is much longer. Uh, this one is like very short. I see. Well, all right, folks, tune in next time and you'll find out what, what the heck's going on with gas. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> all right. <laughs>